podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, Mike. It is always, always a pleasure to see you, particularly on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Usually, you and I are in... More salubrious surroundings, having a you know brunch by the beach in Miami, for example. We've done that in the past, but hey, I'll take I'll take this. I'll take, I'll well, take I won't. <laughs> next next time you want me on a Monday, you fly down to Miami, and I'll, we can do a Zoom from from there. Vegas next Although year, ha- Vegas. Yeah, Vegas next year. Having said that, it's a lovely day out out here in the sunny South, and um, yeah, it might as well be Miami. Just everything but yeah. palm trees, mm. <laughs> bikinis. I'll bring the back tequilas. <laughs> I'll bring the kind of vacuous nature and food, tequilas and bikinis are definitely not getting yeah, you either. Or, of those. or people wear people wearing too much too much bling. Yeah, okay, <laughs> oh, been... you mean you mean the the, the players arriving, or the, or the people in the or the people in the in the show? Yeah. Uh, what was Sorry, that halftime yeah. show all about? There were all these tel- Teletubbies dressed in white. Uh, these, you sound like you're doing stand up in I would say 1991. Got <laughs> <somewhere laughs> Reno. What about that stand-up? <laughs> what about that halftime show, folks? Uh, he's here on late. Don't forget to tip the waitress. Hey, Carlson, I know there is a crew out there, and I would suggest that you and I are amongst this crew that love the Patriots-Rams 13-3 attrition yeah. fest, right? We love yeah. games like that, but, but, but nothing beats a good old-fashioned shootout. Well, it's possible to like both things, you know, and and, and to enjoy them for what they are. And mm. And the interesting thing to me was that Although this game was a shootout of of sorts, um, it really depended on a few stops, you know. And and mm. Philadelphia got really not not completely stopped, but they got held up a bit in the first half. Um, and really, without without the um, the fumble recovery for a touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they're behind by more than ten mm. at the half. And then in the second half, they came out and Spags kind of pulled out all the stops played pretty good defensive half they got a couple of stops when they really needed them and um and of course they got the tony punt return so so mm-hmm. really you take those two plays the the mm-hmm. fumble the fumble touchdown and the tony punt return out and it's not such a shootout is it you know it, it it's a more mundane kind of kind of kind of game and um and in my mind, you know, and and we know officiating is is a random kind of occurrence in the NFL. And listening to <laughs> Mike Pereira is like listening to Here somebody, ex- you know, on the Warren Commission explaining why the <laughs> Zap Ruder film shows that the shot came from be the from behind, not from the front. <laughs> um, but you know, I thought that the um, Miles Sanders fumble was a fumble. Mm. You know, and and Pereira when he went through the previous one, which you knew was going to be overturned because it was so much the same as as Smith's catch that hadn't been overturned. You know, and then everyone realized it should have been, and it was almost exactly the same kind of situation. So you knew that was going to be overturned, but but on but Pereira was explaining the three things: you know, control, feet down, and um, and a football move. You know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, when Sanders fumble becomes uh, Sanders, Sanders fumble becomes an incompletion. The football move, which Sanders did, to my mind, because he actually brought the ball around, you know, turned around with the ball in his control to start running. Mm. 
in my mind, that's a football move. Mm. But Pereira said it's a third step. You have to have to take his third step. And so if Mike, Mike Pereira might have been looking at the NBA rule book where three steps used to be traveling, but now with the Euro step, you get an extra one. But there's no mention <laughs> sure. of three steps in the, you know, in the rule book. And I know that there's you know, that there's the emphases that they tell the officials, you know, to to look for and, and not in, enforce or not enforce, as the case may be. But, you know, I, I just found that that was kind of a, a distraction mm-hmm. um, from from the from from the na- from the nature of the game. Bolton getting two uh Fumble recovery touchdowns in one Super Bowl would have made, <laughs> would have made yeah. a strong case for his MVP award. Oh, as, as one of our listeners suggested, actually, unsurprisingly, Mike, it's James Gregory, as I go to Twitter. Hey, James, at the NC Show. Unsurprisingly, a um, lot of people getting in touch. That's a bumper uh, post-Super Bowl mailbag. If the second Bolton fumble return had been upheld, would he have become the most unlikely Super Bowl MVP ever? I'm sure, I know you're a big fan of Edge Rush, Mike. I know you listen to it religiously week in, week out. Um, so you'll have enjoyed Propo and I um, working out, trying to work out what it would have taken for 500 to 1 Tommy Townsend to be <laughs> MVP. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, maybe like a, a fake punt. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, somebody breaks the uh, return on the other side, and he tackles and forces a fumble and picks that, it up yeah, himself. The tackle and force fumble pick up himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah, think uh, fake punt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He comes in for a Statue of Liberty uh, play. I think as well was one of the things we had. Anyway, James, appreciate that question. Nick Bolton, did you hear what Bolton said? Uh, what? He had a dream about scooping and scoring. And winning the Super Bowl a couple of nights before. Yet it's not just a dream about. I, I have a dream. Yeah, yeah, he he's, it's he's up there with Martin Luther he's King. Right now. up there. I, I think Chiefs <laughs> only his dreams come. His dreams come true. And Kings hasn't. The other but, thing, just as a um, spinoff on that, Mike. The other thing was a Spags in the post-match interview. Um, forgot they'd scored on defense and <laughs> he was pointed out and he goes oh we actually yeah we did score on defense i forgot all about it that was big <laughs> love that love yeah some somebody criticized me for it uh, toward the end of the game you know saying uh that sure. you know i might vote for jalen hurts as mvp even though you said that you know i did yeah, yeah I, like, you know, I like that argument. and i mean then i thought about it and thought well you know especially if they lose his fumble is a big part of the loss oh and, uh, it is it is i want to get you know, into but her. the guy says to me well he didn't throw any touchdown passes and i said gee i thought that one day aj brown counted did that i think it did i'm pretty sure it did he got 11 <laughs> other touchdowns as well on the day all right i want to get to hurts in a mo but i just want to stay on the Spags tip for a minute, because right. inevitably, and we will talk Mahomes, of course, as well. It's all about Mahomes and the comeback and the second half and he overcame the injury issues, all of that. But there are, as you always point out and have done brilliantly over the years, so many other pieces to this puzzle. And seeing as we mentioned Spags, let's talk first about how effective this Chiefs defense was in limiting the Eagles ground game. Jalen Hurts, notwithstanding, but everybody else... It was a really, really impressive performance. Miles Sanders came into this game on the back of a, a standout, a breakout season for him, and was kept in check. Yeah, I mean, it, it was true in the in the um, um, playoffs too that they went more to Gainwell and Scott yeah. than they had to Sanders because they're faster, they're quicker backs. Um, not to take anything away from Sanders, obviously, because he had a great. He and Hertz had the two highest yards per carry in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hertz being healthy to run makes a huge difference to that because the defense is now stretched, having to account for one more one more potential runner. Mm-hmm. I thought 
Um, and I said, I actually said this. I, I, I was doing my Super Bowl party in Wapping at the Wapping Tavern. Live um, from Wapping Tavern, England. <laughs> and um, I was comparing, and I wrote it in my column on, on last Friday. I was comparing it to some of the other, other Super Bowls. And when you think about how Tampa stopped Kansas City, and you know, I was amazed mm. that they were talking about how they put the pressure on Mahomes and stuff without mentioning that Kansas City was playing two backup tackles, mm-hmm. you know, so it was pretty obvious before the game, if you thought about it, that might be a weakness for them. Mm. But the other key to them in, in slowing down the chiefs offense was their two linebackers, um, uh, Levante, Levante, David, David and, and uh, Devin Smith and how much they covered the angles, the swing pass, the 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 outside uh, the outside zone run, the the why uh, uh, the, the passes in the flat to someone mm-hmm. open. They they were getting on top of all of that while still being inside linebackers, and that's kind of what Kansas City did, especially with Bolton. Um, mm-hmm. Gay isn't as quick, but Gay had a pretty good game. Yeah. But I thought yeah. Bolton had a spectacular game. He was he really was every, everywhere. Um, for them. And and that was a big part of it. it and it wasn't that um, Philadelphia couldn't run, but I think they settled in at one point to a pattern where they were content to run as long as they could get third and short and then fourth and short. And then they right. would quarterback sneak it sneak over. It. They're always yeah. going to go for it on fourth. Uh, and so- they, took their, they took their deep shots and got them. I thought Spags yep. did a great job a couple of times in adjusting um, he was really pissed too. Did you see when there was the offside that that turned the uh, you know the the third and third and five into a first down? Yes, um, yeah, the sideline yeah, shot. Yeah, and, and also um, on the on the touchdown to Brown because what mm-hmm. happened there was Thornhill, the safety was frozen by Hertz mm-hmm. and he got over there late and he's got to provide the help there. And that was a, that was a Mahomes throw from Hertz. I, you know, people say, Oh, Hertz doesn't have such a great, or that, you know, he led Brown to the spot mm-hmm. where he could catch it, you know, mm-hmm. before the ball was in the air before Brown even cleared um, the cornerback, you know, much like, but Thornhill had a near interception in the net in the next quarter. Um, so obviously they told Thornhill to, to kind of react a little bit quicker and what not wait for Hertz's eyes to right. go over, over to the side. And, that, and is it. Yeah. In the second half, I thought their defense played really well because basically he, um, well, basically Chris Jones stepped up his game a bit in the middle and, and started, you know, even overcoming double teams, but, but also he, he, he kept he kept the outside at home more, which meant that they that Hertz had trouble getting around the corner. Yeah. You know, and and um I, I thought, you know, tactically that that worked really well. Their their problem ongoing problem throughout the game was they couldn't double both Smith and Brown mm-hmm. without giving up way too much so they you know and they were looking basically um philadelphia wound up looking for the one who wasn't doubled or to dallas goddard um mm. in the side and and um in a way the chiefs in the second half did much the same thing because when philadelphia adjusted to try to slow down kelsey they started looking for the favorable matchups um, right. and they couple of times that Bradbury, that last penalty to Bradbury, Bradbury had done exactly the same thing to Juju uh, at the beginning of the second quarter and got away with it. Yeah. You know, and, and so he, he was 
yeah, would have been remiss not to do the same thing again. Basically, well, why not? But you know, to be fair to Bradbury, I, I admired his disarming honesty in the in the post game press, is saying, "Yeah, it was a hold," and Juju yes. obviously said it was a hold. But Bradbury, yeah. you don't see that that often. He was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, I tried," and, and he and he was open with the. I thought I'd get away with it. He said, "I don't." Think yeah, that that was the bit that interested me. That because that's what the reality is. You know, they they hadn't been calling it. Um, there was no reason not to think he'd get away with it. And it's the last two minutes of the game and referees are like, you know, so many other people who, who think, you know, oh, let him play. And, and my answer to that is always, well, if you let the defensive guy play, the offensive guy can't play by definition. It's sure. sort of like, you know, it, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But it's you know, I, I your, thought your point with the Chiefs in, in the second half, because this is something we got into. Well, we got into it uh, on our show last week, Mike, when you, you explaining how the Chiefs offense has develop post Tyreek Hill and and we doubled down on that thank god on edge rush because we were heavy on the Chiefs propo and I and in particular looking at Tony looking at Sky Moore looking at the secondary characters and how they could play a, a big part it's interesting if Tony's punt return had gone for the score I mean he might have been in the MVP conversation right yeah um although you know the one you need to do two big plays kind of to to we do had that the yeah. touchdown as well so i mean he would have had yeah. two scores in one first and, ever and punt return touchdown if you think of like larry brown getting the mvp for the two interceptions where both times he was just sort of standing there and and, <laughs> yeah. and Mc, yeah. mcconnell threw the ball to yeah. him for reasons like, no one could understand <laughs> like most of my saves in five aside it just comes straight at, straight at me the um okay yeah. what, what, my, what my, my my two favorite moments of the game probably my first That's favorite moment was um on the fumble recovery for a touchdown there were three guys escorting bolton yes and the the one in back tried to stop and block uh my lotta as he was chasing my lotta flattened him <laughs> just knocked him over it was it was just on the edge of the screen but boom wow. he was down flat on the ground and my other one was was um Tony's face on the sidelines when they got the touchdown to Sky Moore on basically the exact same play they had got the touchdown to Tony and he was just yeah. as open I was like, Tony was <laughs> it was like he was laughing you know it was I think Andy Reid became a god in that in yeah. that moment you know yeah. for calling play if he wasn't already well I also I think Andy Reid along with with Brett Veach should uh, have godlike status for for the work they've done with the offensive line, because you mentioned, of course, that the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, and it was clearly the lesson that everybody was discussing. They'd learned this was their number one focus in the offseason a few years on. We've seen all season long how it's a, a an improved and rebooted unit. But to hold this Eagles front to no sacks, Mike, could you think about the context of, you know, the, if the Patriots in 85 against the Singletary Den 85 Bears front or right. the, the Patriots against OC and Strahan. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's well, or, or the Giants against the Ravens. Um, yeah, right. Right. You know, yeah. um, or the Giants against the Ravens in a game where Ray Lewis was, was the MVP, you know, of the yeah. game and de deservedly. So, yeah, yeah, it was, and it was, it was a double fact. I thought Wiley had a really good game against Hassan Reddick. Um, and I was surprised they left Reddick there so often against him. He, it wasn't overpowering, but it, but it was, it was good. And Mahomes got off half a dozen passes where he was a split instant away from being sacked. Mm. Um, he, he's got such a good sense of, of where that was. I thought the worry would be up the middle 
And there was a there was Hargrave made one play. It was a run play, but he was, you know, he sliced through. But the straight ahead up the middle rush never really materialized. I think the inside of the Chiefs line did a did a great job there. And and because the ends are so wide, you know, Orlando Brown had some problems that almost were fatal. Uh, but Wiley didn't. And you know, and you don't have to overpower, you just have to keep in the way because they're coming the great circle route, as, as mm-hmm. they call it, um, as long as you keep that rush off the middle. So Mahomes a couple of times stepped forward because he could sense the rush coming from the outside and got the ball just away in time before that up the middle rush reached him. And I thought that was that really was um, a crucial factor. And mm-hmm. at halftime, I said um, um, what I thought the Eagles had to do coming out in the second half. They're only down 10. Uh, the Chiefs. Let's, Come out Chiefs, right. yeah. yeah, they're only they're only down 10. You know, Andy, stay calm. Remember, you have a run game. They have mm-hmm. to do, use their run game. They need to get to the outside. They need to go horizontal. Um, if it's quick passes out to the in the flat, if it's reverses, um, they need to be putting people in motion. I didn't see Kelsey in motion very much. And, you know, mm-hmm. that surprised me. I thought they'd be running him back and forth across the formation a lot to, to see who was coming. But that's what they did. That first drive when they came back uh, for the score, um, where you know where Mahomes did that kind of scramble and tiptoe, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, you could see his ankle was not moving. I mean, it wasn't bending. He probably couldn't feel it. You know, <laughs> he, he, oh, he looked like ankle? he looked like an old man in rubbers, kind of walking into a, a you know through a puddle or something like that. He was <laughs> stepping very gingerly, and it was it was beautiful. But they ran seven times, I think, out of ten plays on that drive. Right. And they ran Pacheco trying to get him outside the tackle, you know, um, a couple and kind of the the same kind of runs the Eagles like like to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that was you know re- really in, really informative. And that the next series when the Eagles had the ball was when um, Sanders when Sanders fumbled, but it was ruled an incompletion, mm-hmm. or else all of a sudden they're in the lead um, at 28-24, yeah. yeah. uh, you know, right at the beginning of the second half. So. That that was that was to me. I thought, oh, now we're now we're getting interesting because the Eagles have adjusted, the uh, Chiefs have adjusted, mm. and then I thought they adjusted defensively as we've talked about. And I didn't think that the Eagles really adjusted much. I think they just uh, and I'm, that's not a huge criticism because they were still effective. They they could still move the ball, but the the two things that kind of surprised me at the end were they settled for a field goal. Yeah. And they punted from their own territory on a fourth and three, I think it was. Um, now, they're both are completely justifiable decisions, you know, um, and, and but, you know, you kind of you kind of got the feeling that uh, Sirianni Sirianni was going to go all in. Uh, mm-hmm. in this game. And I was I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised that he didn't. God, that must be one of the hardest calls to make in in sport, right? To be in a situation where it's in your grasp, a prize like the Super Bowl, do you gamble or not? And because you're right, there was nothing irrational about the decisions they made. But if they backfire with the gamble, you're the biggest schmuck in town. It's a huge call. Do you yeah. just go for the prize because you're there and it's right there and you might never yeah. be there again? Well, yeah, it was fourth and five at the 15. Mm. So mm. 
you know, I mean, that's that's I, I was on esque gambling. Go to well, yeah, but I was convinced that they might. Well, that they were. I convinced they might. No, I, <laughs> I was convinced he was going to go for it. You mm. know, um, and I, I think I probably, I in that situation with that team, I probably would have gone for it as well. Um, and then, of course, the 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 punt. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of of um, Cincinnati's punt at the end that cost them the game against um again it was funny to say you know because cincinnati lost to kansas city on a punt and a penalty basically yeah right um, sure. yeah, the, yeah. the chief the chiefs got that got that push on on um on mahomes which was a legitimate penalty i mean no 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 question yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah. but but it was third and three at their own 32 that one i wasn't surprised he punted Mm. But again, it's third and three. Mm-hmm. I've got the offense that can make three yards, you know. Yep. Um, and going and, for routinely on, on four downs as, as they have been. What did yeah, you I make mean, of Sirianni pre-game anthem balling his eyes out? Did you see that and get a little bit worried about his... About his I mean... No. You didn't worry, worry no, about I, that at all. I looked at that and thought... No. Ah. I mean, it's. A, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to tell when you're supposed when you're supposed to cry during the pregame because I mean now we've got three national anthems to choose from. Sure. Um, the thing was running on. I was crying because I wanted the game to start. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we got every every kind of homage to the military we can think of, and I thought Pat Tillman's thing was particularly bad taste. Um, like because that. we well we ignore the reality of Pat Tillman. You know, this was a guy who told whose father wrote a letter to the general who did the report on Tillman's death and to the Senate Armed Services Committee, basically telling them F you, um, you know, and um, to see them still using Tillman as a kind of you know, military uh, thing when that was not what he himself wanted to be used for sure. uh, before his death bothered, yeah. bothered me a lot. But I, I thought it was more telling when um butker when butker doinked his uh, field yeah. goal yeah, yeah. and and they cut Sirianni on the sidelines yeah. and Sirianni was doing my remember my classic boy can boy, i can coach, I coach? <laughs> he was that's exactly what i thought i thought straight away when i said boy can i coach and i also so in order in sequence as soon as we saw Sirianni, i so doink shit why didn't i back uh, I think it was three, <laughs> three to one. If a ball hits any part of the upright, it was three to really? one. I was really oh. pissed off. I didn't back that. And then straight away, he cuts the Sirianni. Boy, can I coach? That was the that was the order of of my mind. Uh, last actually, time. three to one's not that great odds. I mean, how many how many well, attempts that's, actually that's go off backed, the upright? That's what ultimately why I backed yeah. off it. But because I'd seen it on this list, this site with like eighty eight thousand prop bets, I was gutted that I didn't because it stood out. There, thought, there oh, was no. there was some guy who put down like ten thousand bucks on the Eagles to score four points, <laughs> 15,000 maybe. I read this during the week. Four and points. he was he was getting like 125 to one or something. He put 10,000 or 15,000 on it. And I thought, wow, you know, and then I said, what? That should be like 125 million to, to one. one. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> There's only one way you could score four points. Yeah. An offense yeah. that, that is probably going to get into field goal range at some point during the game. How many games have had four points scored in, in the hundreds of thousands that have been played? And you're only getting 125 to one? Give me a break. Was this Propo's side, side book that he was offering you? Those? It sounds like it, sounds like yeah. it was. He took um, his 15,000 and went home happy. And he did, yeah. What um, what do you think on? Because I said we get to it on Hertz and his fumble because it it clearly proved to be a extremely significant uh, 
moment in the yeah, game. And it was, yeah. Does it does our perspective of that change now because the Eagles didn't win? You mentioned you thought Hurts would have and they would have been MVP if, if I mean they I, held yeah, on. had they lost. I mean, because my first thought was the words val is valuable. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah, yes, the Chiefs wouldn't have won without Mahomes. Uh, absolutely not. But would the Eagles have even been in contention with Minshew at quarterback? And mm. and you know, and Minshew's a better quarterback, I think, than many backups, yeah. Um the Some most the most backup. I and mean, probably than Henny. I mean, Henny's more yeah. limited than Minshew is. Um and he they were doing everything through him. Mm. And that's that's what gave me the thought. But the fumble chain, I mean I, I was watching as carefully as I could to see if his attention had been, yeah, you know, it, it had been shaken because there were guys, you know, there were guys about to get, to tackle him and all. And I think he was trying to shift his body to make a move and all. Um, and then, of course, watching the field, the way it played, maybe he, he had tried to dry his hands on the artificial turf and they come up all wet. was a, yeah. Was the joke? I mean, you know, and but people have been complaining about it for years in Arizona. Mm. You know, there was a big story about it um, early in the season. Um, mm. Was it was it the Eagles playing them or where they were complaining? But the Bidwells haven't done anything about that, nor have they hired a coach yet. So you know, <laughs> it's two out of two from the Bidwells. Uh, okay, here's a question for you, Mike, for a Monday: If Mahomes were never to play another down in the NFL, would he make the Hall of Fame? Probably. Um, because the rules are a little bit different from court. From court. It's an interesting question because he doesn't, you know, right now the short career, the short career mark is around seven seasons. Mm. I think, you know, the Gail Sayers, uh, Terrell Davis, Tony Baselli yep. kind of kind of career is is around seven seasons, you know, and and all those guys, you know, were kind of like five or six for seven or seven for eight in terms of of being an all star one yeah. one way or another. Yeah. So Mahomes is on five now. And it's an amazing five. <laughs> yeah. two, you know, only Brady had two Super Bowls at a younger age. Um He's been MVP Brady MVP. twice. He was Brady MVP in those. He wasn't, was he? Ben, Brady's never been MVP in a year he won the Super Bowl. No, but was he Super Bowl MVP in those? In, in, in yes. one of yeah. the two, but not both, right? Yeah. yeah, he has the most Super Bowl MVPs um, of anybody, not unexpectedly. Even though Edelman was MVP in one of them, and yeah. um, um, I think Deion Branch was MVP in, in the first. In, in, in another one, yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, no no quarterback had been either the first team All Pro quarterback, or the, and or MVP, um, and won the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner in '99. Right. You know, um, there'd been a couple it's of guys so who'd unusual, been. Yeah. It is, yeah, because you say, well, this is the most important position in the game, yeah. and you know, the guy who's the best quarterback in the game, you know, should be able to get. But you know, I I, I wrote a piece about this as well um, for well, Grid, last, Gridiron. Last night? You were busy last night for Gridiron Magazine um, before the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and um, you know, from Brett Favre in 1995 to Aaron Rodgers in 2000, they had like 12 times. They were either first or second team all pro quarterback. So they had one of the two best quarterbacks in the league. They had uh, four MVPs, I think, between between them, five MVPs, something like that. And they got two Super Bowls, one each. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not an easy thing. You need a team. It's mm -hmm. not 
you know, it's not a store star quarterback. You need a team to to win the Super Bowl. And it doesn't, yeah. you know, it 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 that's the thing about the Patriots. If you went down personnel-wise, there aren't many of those years where you think they're overwhelmingly better personnel-wise than anybody else. In fact, I remember saying before the Eagles Patriots Super Bowls, you know, it's a shame Wentz is in playing because I think that the Eagles have a better team, kind of like this game this week. The Eagles probably have a deeper roster, mm. you know, more talent than than they do. But of course, the Patriots had Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and they were using a backup quarterback, Nick Foles. It was kind of the same situation here, although Hertz is not is better than a backup. Obviously, Hertz is, mm. I think, proved that he's a he's a quality player. And but the KC had Mahomes, and in yeah. the end, that would that actually yeah, was was the, was the, the difference. The, yeah, yeah, was the difference. But also, as he rightly said, the story of the game wasn't solely Mahomes, and there were so many no. different components. So although this is what lots of uh, lots of people want to suggest that it was hurts then gonna get paid I mean are the, are the Eagles gonna do the deal a big deal and if they so that's gonna well, make him what a top five could be a top it's five it's it, it's interesting um and a lot of people criticizing him would then were changing the their wording from you know not a top 10 quarterback to not a top 10 passer or something like that right. which I'm not sure is even that is correct no, I but I under, I understand what they're saying but you know mm. the fact that he passes as well as he does um Nick Saban au contraire um but you add his running into that and then the only problem that you're dealing with is is the increased threat of injury mm-hmm. um you know that um that any running quarterback is going to have i, mm-hmm. I was saying to someone who was a, a ravens fan you know and said i said you look at what what they are doing what philadelphia are doing and you know this is what baltimore should be doing with lamar jackson you know the the offense is built around Hertz. It's a, built around his running. But look at the way they do it. Whereas Baltimore is in a kind of power running um, kind of mode, and and they don't have receivers who can go down the sidelines. You know mm-hmm. for whatever reason they they you know injury, bad draft, you know bad bad pickups. Um, it just hasn't worked out for them. So I you know I think Philadelphia deservedly Howie Roseman was was. Um, executive of the year yeah you know they they did a great job of building that team but they also did a great job in that after last season when they were nine and eight and they went out in the first round of the playoffs badly mm. and they could have said well hurts people were saying hurts isn't our guy saying it all you the know, way into the start they, of the season they were saying they yeah. said he's our guy and we're going to give him the tools that he needs to succeed and they ran an offense around with those tools that mm. put him in a position to succeed. Um, and yeah. I understand, I understand, you know, some of that's a tautology. It's easy for us afterwards to say they put him in a position to succeed mm. because we've seen him succeed, succeed sure. you know, but, but I think when you look at how they did it, you know, what mm. they did to, to make that happen, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was, it was really smart, good coaching, great, great front, front office. office. A lot of parallels with, with Buffalo's a point you made before, I think on the show yeah. it does, Roseman does have a lot of difficult things to juggle, of course, in the offseason. I'm writing about that, actually. When we finish wrapping the pod, I've got a file pretty soon after for the Times about the uh, the next steps for Philly after the uh, inevitable hangover. But you look at 
eight of their 11 starters they got to try and work out next steps in terms of defensively in terms of a deal they've got mm, a lot to fit in not much cap room to do it so there will be inevitable changes going in into next season and, and i guess the hurts deal is quite significant within that obviously right well i you know they might try to sit down with hurts and say we'll take care of you next year because he's still i mean he'll be under contract you know what what arizona should have done with with uh, kyler murray Yes, right. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be, right now you can see it's going to kill our it's going to kill our ability to keep a team around you if if you know if we have to do that deal now mm-hmm. or maybe they do something like Kansas City did with Mahomes and back you know they structure a deal that's heavy heavily backloaded right um, which which I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City tried to renegotiate with him now and, and you know and even more even, re, yeah reload yeah reload it so it's <laughs> sure. even more backloaded um, well Brady am I right Brady was doing a lot of those deals towards the end of the New England era yeah he did them con- yeah and New England got into a little bit of salary cap cut problems as a result of that for mm. you know when, once he goes and you have to clear that money off um mm. off your thing which i i made some mistakes when we talked about Derek carr yeah um i i had my my numbers backwards but you know they're only in for about five million on their cap if Carr goes yeah and Carr's not going to get traded because no one's going to want to pick up his his contract knowing the knowing tab, that yeah. they can pick him up as a free agent because yeah yeah because yeah. Yeah, yeah, once aaron Rodgers emerges from the, the uh, tank of darkness um <laughs> with his <laughs> with his head, head, head re-altered you know and it was interesting. I thought I thought it was great that um, when Mahomes got hurt, and he was obviously in pain, you mm. know, real real pain, which he you didn't see the last um, um, with the earlier injury, mm. um, you know, two weeks ago. Um, but they didn't go to the medical tent. They didn't put the blue tent up. They didn't send him into the locker room. He was going to stay there on the sidelines and let let the Eagles see mm. that he was still moving around. He was you still know, fine. He, yeah. he walked around on the sidelines, you know, tried not to show a limp or anything like that. And I just thought that was, it, you know, he obviously has a, a high tolerance for pain and, and or very good drugs, um, you know, being <laughs> you know, in, injected into, yeah, or both. Um, but it, it was obviously, to me, uh, you know, he was sending a signal that he was going to play yeah. in the in the second half. And and to be fair, if the Eagles won a championship because Chad Henney played the second half of that game, having won the conference because Brock Purdy couldn't play, yeah. you know, couldn't and couldn't throw the ball, uh, it would have been, you know, it, it wouldn't have been right, you know. Um, Asterix and, central, I think, if that, that had happened. Yeah, um, and, you know, and the fact they were in a game they could have won right to the end, that either team could have won right to the end, you know, what was was what you want from the Super point, Bowl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of what you want from a Super Bowl, I might. I'm going to go to Twitter at Chris Payne. Sorry, at the NC show. Well, no, he's, <laughs> no, he's not at Chris Payne. He is Chris Payne, but his handle is something different. But Chris, thank you for the message. Where does the halftime show, Rihanna's halftime show, compare to previous shows? Where was Iron Mike on Rihanna's halftime show? Well... <laughs> <laughs> at least at the Wapping Tavern, I didn't have to fight my way through ten thousand people. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a really good point. So we should we should explain mm-hmm. that for uh, the listeners because, of course, we've done uh, we've been lucky enough to do many Super Bowls over the years in stadium, and that is typically what happens at halftime, or even actually in studio. But it's a bit easier; it's a bit of a quicker dash yeah, the to, the, stu- to the loo of the studio. Yeah. But to get in stadium, to get to the loo and back, uh, is a mission. So you basically yeah. have to decide, and you've been on air, obviously, for the first 90, well, more than 90 minutes, the game's 90 minutes, and you've had an hour, you know, a good couple of hours where you haven't had chance to uh, take care of business. 
so that's the decision. Do you do you yeah. hang on for the rest? And of you, the, well, you know, I'm always I'm always you know late coming back. Now there are a lot of other people in that situation, you know, who are who have put who have put bladder over um, bladder mm. over um, Beyonce. Say, mm. um, <laughs> and, I definitely and, chose bladder over Maroon Five. Just, to, <laughs> just, just so and but it was interesting because we were doing our halftime, like you know talk at the at the uh at the party and and uh the oh, lovely duncan the who the the guy who runs the general manager of the bar or whatever was had finished asking me questions and i'd done that and you know and, and i was looking at the screen and said well yeah i said well it's time to get back to said, well a couple more things and there were you know the people who decided to get very restless yeah. a couple of women from the pub across the, the road who had come in when their pub closed and you know and they go beyond it we want rihanna we want rihanna and i said you don't you better get that thing carlson v rihanna that's a tough call i think yeah i don't i didn't want to upstate, try to upstate upstage no, her wise now. choice wise you know, one of my neighbors was giving me a long lecture about how he hated all these singers who steal old blues riffs and mm. old R&B tracks. And nobody yeah. no, nobody recognizes it because they're too young to, what to know. What sampling you're talking about? <laughs> well, not quite. Yeah, sampling, but also just stealing. Um, okay. And, and <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I looked at it and, and I thought, why are all the Teletubbies wearing white? <laughs> <laughs> and and what have they been you know they've been mating or something because there's there's dozens of them not just not just four and um but you know it's like i i don't want to try to stretch this metaphor too far oh god but my late my late friend tom dish the science fiction writer wrote a a book it, it's a novel called 334 but it, it was originally published as as like three separate short novelettes or um and the first one's called everyday life in the later roman empire <laughs> and it's a it's a metaphorical situation for modern modern america you know mm. or modern almost post-apocalyptic america but you know having having seen the the military show at the beginning and then you and then you have the ultimate it's it's kind of like <clears throat> it's kind of like bread government bread and circuses you know, it's just like it's just like Rome. Oh, bless the commissioner who gives us this great entertainment, and, and, and all these people, the self indulgence, you know, going going in. And uh, I don't want to make too much of it because it makes me sound like a, a really awful old old promotion. No, it doesn't. It's funny. It is, and I know loads of loads of people, loads of people enjoy. The, the show and and well, I, I thought it, it was you know the shows were I it was it was okay I wouldn't you know I uh, thought it was okay yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like some that just overpower me and it I just, just think roll. this is, exactly. much, this is exactly. much too much yeah yeah or or conversely yeah, that over overpower in a good way that are, that are great that that uh, that really stay with you yeah uh, uh, like Al Hurt Al Hurt playing the the trumpet in the and the Florida A and M marching band <laughs> okay um, I'll take your word for that um, <laughs> one more for the road before we get out of Dodge uh, from my friend Sam Tai uh, the journalist broadcaster Sam Tai and Detroit Lions fan of course friend of the show Sam Tai to be precise uh, Sam has got any friend of yours is a friend of the show <laughs> hey, the friend of the show I am Mike Jimmy Jimmy is Jimmy going to be in the Super Bowl no Jimmy's going to be in the Super Bowl next year well that is his question <laughs> Sam asks super Super early. Jimmy G. Jimmy, he's gonna make... Jimmy, Jimmy G in the Jets. It sounds like a 50s doo-wop band. Jimmy G in the Jets. You really think Jimmy's going to make the Super Bowl? No, no. Jimmy's going to make the Super Bowl. Boom, 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 boom. That's there's a half At the ball. 
That's that. Forget. You can run. You can pass, and you can get knocked on your ass at the ball. (laughs) I hope Jay Z's listening. I'm sure he is. He's another fan (laughs) of the show, friend of the show. Um, because he could be on the halftime bill next year in Vegas, Mike. Right, Sam's question. Super early predictions for who the Detroit Lions will face in next year's Super Bowl, please. He, of course, he's big on his, his beloved Lions. The Lions uh, are are going to be a very popular dark horse shot, and 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 I'm I'm coming in a year early, uh, not a year, but you know, um, six months early, and saying I think Carolina is going to be another very popular wow. dark horse shot. Carolina, um, I think Carolina in my mind, are very well positioned to be able to win that division this sure. year. If, if if things break their way and if they solve the quarterback problem, which is a huge if, of course. But, yeah. you know, that's that's why you've got Frank Reich there, who's maybe is or isn't a quarterback whisperer. But, you know, <laughs> okay. um, take, yeah, that's a good, it's going to be a wide open, of course. There. But, but, you know, I think they've and they and remember the kid, they've got Cal. Calvin Ridley, oh, sorry, no, oh, yeah. um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley joining, yeah, joining yeah. the team. So Jacksonville's another one of my my mm-hmm. kind of dark horse. Yeah, like the Lions. Okay. I think Jacksonville is probably more com- compare com- comparable to the Lions than. Um, but we got to see where Jimmy, where Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G go, and yeah. you know, it, I, the lack of quarterbacks in free agency and in the draft. Mm. You know, um, a there's there's the one and two quarterbacks are probably going to go in the first four picks, say, yeah. depending on, depending on need or, or on trade. So that's, that's uh young and young and Stroud, mm. but I don't, I'm not, and I'm not really convinced there's another first round quarterback in that group. I, well, I, I know that Levis will, um, they'll go, Kentucky. but whether they're really genuine, yeah, but I don't think he's ready to start. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Richardson's, I, you know, I, it's so hard, but I but I, I just look at Justin Fields when when I look at Richard Richardson, and I think mm-hmm. Fields in college was maybe even a better passer than Richardson is at this mm-hmm. stage, you know, and right. so that that's all. And so then you look at the free agency list, and you know, there's there isn't that much available. Jimmy G is is going to make a lot of money here, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sakar, Jimmy G. Um... Mm-hmm. God, it is slim pickings, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Rogers. Which, Rogers will make which, the most of the highest bid. Does it, and Rogers stay in Green Bay? Do you think? Is there a well? He could. I mean, we, who knows? Like I said, he's got to come out of his four days of darkness first. Um, and Brady's done, done, done. Brady, done. Yeah, Brady. Brady filed his papers. Oh, has um, he? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Vegas makes a lot of sense for Rogers to reunite mm. with Adams after Adams reunited with Carr and, and Carr got run out of town. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, that went well. You know, and maybe he would have a bit of respect for McDaniels, unlike um, LaFleur or McCarthy. Mm. Um, and that might make things work well. And if, if I were Rogers, but of course I'm not, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would be willing not to break the bank for, the Raiders in order to create a at that stage of his career. To me, the thing you want really more than anything is be like an NBA player and want to go to a team where you can, yeah. you know, immediately be in that in contention. Yeah. And the Raiders, the Raiders are not quite that. No, especially they need, they need since we, yeah. Essentially since I, I think me and everybody else is going to, uh, assume that the Broncos improve yeah. simply by having Peyton there yeah. as a as a coach, and then yeah. you're, you've got you know the Chargers and Herbert, and, and of course the Chiefs. So yeah. that's that's a tough that's a tough division. And and then they say, oh well, you know he's going to go to the Jets, or Carr's going to go to the Jets. What's the a Jets better landing spot? Yeah, what's a better landing spot for Rogers? 
on that basis in terms of competitive. Well, he needs a coach. He needs an offensive Jets coach. So, so, um, so the Raiders would be a better spot for him because that's going to. That's be... what I, that, that's my that's my internal logic. The other team that obviously needs a quarterback is the Saints, mm. um, and you know that that would be to me that would be a good spot for Carr. He might mm. he might fit in. Um, he might fit in there. I don't think Carr wants the pressure of playing in New York for the Jets. Um, Rogers might, Jimmy G might. You know, can Jimmy you imagine G Jimmy G fun. would be like, would be like Joe Namath. Broadway Joe know, too. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> like bro, bro, oh, Jimmy G, he's so beautiful. Oh, and he G's could gotta he, go he could, to the Jets. Yeah, he could be, or he could be like Jersey, Jersey Jimmy yeah, G. Jersey you know, G. he's he's a natural for that. Oh, you know? it's gotta be. It's gonna be perfect after all these years. He finally comes home, Jimmy G. Yeah. Oh, Jersey Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um. Carlson, patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson FMT. You'll be writing this week. Yeah, of course. The Super Bowl, Super Bowl roundup. I got a lot of, Love there's it. a lot of good stories around there to, to play with as well. Um, a lot of good stuff. And I've got, to, I've got to write a piece on flag football for a magazine um, nice. that you've, you, you've never heard of called Populous. Um, they're, right, they're, a company that, they're a company that builds stadia. And and things things like that, and they actually produce their own magazine, which goes out to clients and potential clients and people in the the sports world. It's quite a nice magazine. I wrote a piece on Roger Angel, the baseball writer, last time, and I'm going to do one oh, on flag writer, football because yeah. it's been proposed. You know, the Americans are going to propose it as an exhibition sport at um, right at the Olympic at the Olympic Games. And Carlson, <laughs> look after yourself. It's been an absolute riot. Thank you for everything this season. We are, of course, wrong. It was a great. It was, was a good season in the end, wasn't it? Fun. It was a good. It always. It always. Usually is. Yeah. It? Usually is. And we're rolling in the off season, so you'll be hearing from Iron Mike very soon. You can count on that. In the meantime, at Carlson Sports is how you follow the big man on Twitter. And one more plug for the road. Hey, that's five pounds in the charity box. Mike Carlson FMTE is the Patreon.com forward slash column. So go get involved. Get stuck in with that and hear the stylings. Read the stylings of profilings all off season. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carlson, look after yourself, bud. You too, mate. Take care, bro. Sports Social Podcast Network.